Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. I'm James Arkazinski with Adventist Frontier Missions. Today we are going to take you across what used to be called the Iron Curtain and into Eastern Europe to the country of Ukraine. AFM missionaries Christian and Otilia Stroya answered the call for the Romanians of Ukraine project, being impressed by the needs of this country. While there is a Seventh-day Adventist presence among the Ukraine, there is little to none among the Romanian population. After living and working in Romania and Ukraine, they are currently committed to answering the mission call to the country of Georgia. God's call for Christian came while he was studying toward his lifelong dream of becoming a doctor. He changed the focus of his studies to theology and then dedicated his life to spreading the gospel to those who had never had a chance to hear it. Otilia grew up in a mission-oriented family, but never felt the call for long-term ministry until she experienced God at work in her own life during the ministry she shared with Christian. After participating in a lot of projects involving children, she is now delighted to raise and love a little miracle of her own, baby Oliver. Let's listen in as Christian and Otilia tell us the story, Surprised by God. Why do you love mission stories? If I have to take a guess, I would say that there is something special about them. It is God, His infinite power, and the way He changes everything in the most unexpected ways. I would say it's the surprise, when you expect a certain outcome, and then God gives everything a twist that you never thought of. That is one of the things we love about the missionary life. I'll give you a few examples of how God surprised us in the most original ways. Our previous project took place in Ukraine, and that particular place was something that we call hard soil. After we had spent a while there and tried many things, we thought it was the time for us to have a vacation Bible school. Why? Because a vacation Bible school always works. Besides, at that point, we already had some friends that could bring their children to the church, and we felt good about it. So we started the preparations. A lot of energy went into that because we wanted it to turn out great. A few days before starting, we cleaned and decorated our tiny church, brought in toys, crafts, snacks and gifts, and made sure our sound worked properly in order to have some good children music. We spread hundreds of flyers 
and installed a huge banner advertising our vacation Bible school. We worked on a program so we knew what was going to happen every single night and we had some people from other churches on standby just in case there would be too many children. By all signs, this sounded promising and after all, we had done everything in our power to make sure we'll have a successful Bible school. When the day finally came, we opened the gates and doors of the church an hour in advance. Our few members also showed up to witness the first meeting for children in that little old church. We turned on the music, prepared the props, and waited. And waited. And waited. And then waited some more. At first, we didn't think too much of it because showing up in time is not the strongest quality of children. But when a whole hour went by and nobody came, we started to get anxious. Children were passing by up and down the street, but no one seemed interested in stopping by. We started to get discouraged and would have probably called it and went home if we hadn't worked so hard for that. There was no way that was the end, so we started to pray for God to bring in the children. After a few minutes, Christian popped his head through the open door and announced everybody, I'm getting out. Okay, I said, thinking he would go out for the hundredth time that evening to see if anybody was coming. But when I saw him out in the street a few seconds later, carrying a kite, I started to wonder what he meant by that. By American standards, a grown-up man flying a kite in the middle of the street downtown might not be such a big deal. But in a small Ukrainian town where everybody knows everybody and where only some kinds of things are acceptable, I can assure you he was quite a sight. Not even two minutes passed by and three boys approached Christian. Sitting there like a child with my nose pressed to the window trying to ignore the chuckles of our very amused sisters, I wished I could hear what they were talking about. It was pretty obvious that the boys thought the kite was interesting. After two more minutes, Christian stormed back into the church with a strange request. Let's bring the table and chairs out, now. I tried to ask what he meant by that, but he seemed in a hurry, so we ended up taking everything, and I mean everything, out on the sidewalk by the street. I was only later going to find out the reason why we didn't have any children that night. Their culture, education, and fear of unknown was keeping them to step foot in a church that was not theirs. When Christian figured that out, he was ready to make them comfortable, even though that meant for us to be a little more uncomfortable. That night, out in the street, Christian shared a Bible story with the boys. They made some crafts, and they left with the promise that they'll learn how to make a kite the next evening. That first night, we had three children. The next night, we had six, 
by the end of the week, when we finally counted everybody, we found out that we had no less than 50 children who enjoyed the Vocation Bible School inside our tiny church. I have no words to describe the joy we had. That was only the start of a long, beautiful children ministry in that little town of Ukraine. We later had English classes, an astronomy club, and many other successful activities. And everything that started that was a kite. That place taught us many valuable lessons, and one of them is that mission is not always conventional and not always in our comfort zone. People are not going to come knocking at our doors and ask about Jesus. We need to be intentional about it and use whatever we have available. Also, this showed us that success in mission is not something that we can ever accomplish only by planning it perfectly. We had done everything by the book, and yet we had no results. When we finally dared to pray with an open mind and willingly listen to God's voice, the blessings started flowing and they kept flowing ever since. say that after that one episode, we had learned not to try to accomplish God's work without God. Well, sometimes we find it easy to trust our own strength and intuition that every once in a while we get surprised by God. This was the case for me when I started to give Bible studies to a retired couple in our own town in Ukraine. Well, I shouldn't probably say that about both of them, as the lady well, we'll call her Natasha, refused to study with us. She was kind and a chatty person, but every time I tried to ask her to join us in Bible studies, she used to serve me her favorite argument. I was born an Orthodox, and I'll die an Orthodox. It's a sin to leave your religion behind. Her husband, Sergei, on the other hand, was almost convinced about every truth in the Bible. He easily approved everything, uh, and he was eager to join us at the church. He was eager to talk about getting being baptized, and actually said he would like to donate some land for a new church. I was so happy for the turns that Sergei was making in his life, but I couldn't stop thinking about Natasha and her stubbornness in hearing anything from the Bible. However, week after week, they happily welcomed the Stroyas into their home. Natasha greeted Christian with warmth and conversation, asking him about his family, requesting to see photos of their baby, and sending fresh vegetables from their garden to Otilia, and being pleasant and friendly. However, she was still refusing to study with me and Sergei, so I naturally started to focus more on him. He seems to get closer and closer being born again, and I was so happy. But there was one thing. I didn't realize at that moment. Natasha wasn't taking the studies, but she was there all the time. Cooking, working, walking, keeping an eye on things. On that day, Sergei told me with amusement. Today, Natasha had a fight with our neighbor about the Sabbath. Her friend said Sunday is the holy day, 
But Natasha told her that she might be as well as a pagan because there's no evidence in the Bible for that. I don't know what to think about that, as Natasha kept refusing the Bible studies and was still proud to die in Orthodox. Sadly, Christian and Otilia had to leave the project in Ukraine before they could see Sergei stepping out in faith. But a few months after arriving in the United States, Christian decided to check up on Sergei and see how he and his wife were doing. So he gave Sergei a call. Sergei was surprised to receive my call, but not nearly as surprised as I was to hear him say, Oh, and Natasha, do you know? She got baptized last month. After I took a few seconds to recover from my shock, I asked, What about you, Sergei? Did you get baptized? He mumbled something about needing more time, but he was still willing to do that. I don't remember the rest of the conversation, but I clearly remembered how humbled I felt afterwards. After closing up the call, I found a chair and sat down in amazement, trying to understand the many lessons God was trying to teach me at that time. I was almost like I could hear him saying, Christian, you're not making this happen. I am. Once again, I had to understand that there is more to mission, more than I can do and more than I can see. My efforts did not have the expected result, and certainly not at the expected time. Instead, I got a surprise from God, long after our project had ended. This makes me wonder how many other surprises we'll have in heaven. And it also makes me love my missionary life, watching God turn everything I know upside down. He keeps me humble enough, and I'm still learning how to trust Him more. We indeed serve a great God. What a wonderful lesson. God can multiply your work, too if you trust in his power instead of your own. Why not partner with this mission family in their endeavors? Pray, give, or go. Learn more at afmonline.org. Thank you for listening. God bless.